Hey, I'm Lex. And I'm Serena. Host of the Dream Body Playbook Podcast. A show all about transforming your life and your body to what you've always dreamed of. On our show, you're going to find hella inspiring guests. And you'll get weight loss tips galore from top pros in the industry. And you're going to hear fitness secrets from the CCP team. Plus, you'll get nutrition and training help with our Is It Worth It episodes, where we'll review the latest trends hitting the internet to let you know if it's actually worth your time. Listen every Wednesday to the Dream Body Playbook. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Dream Body Playbook podcast. We've got a really special episode today with a special guest, our amazing friend, Brittany Peretta. She's here today with us in the studio, and we know her from past experiences, I could say. (laughs) Past experiences in the health and fitness world. Yes. (laughs) And so I'll kind of let Brittany touch on those experiences and how she's in the health and wellness space and introduce herself because I don't want to speak for her. So Brittany, take it away. So again, my name is Brittany Peretta. Um, I'm the owner of Pump Fitness Studio. I own it with my husband. Um, I've been in the fitness and health and nutrition space for about 10 plus years now. It's been been a while now. We actually owned a business prior to this called Extreme Body Benefits. That's how we kind of started when we were dating, me and my husband. Um, And we basically, in that business, we built programs and built training, all the training staff for Anytime Fitnesses. So we kind of were like a third party that came in and staffed them. It was like a staffing management for trainers. Um, I didn't know that. That's new to me. Right. Cool. So that's what we did first in this space. And I am uh, personally a, and we started out that business, just him and I as the trainers. Um, And that's kind of how we built it up. And I'm personally a fitness coach, um, Mm -hmm. a nutrition specialist. But nowadays, I'm more of a women's coach more than anything. Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, Specialize in pre and postnatal coaching. And I also specialize in women's physiology. And I got got my certifications under uh, Dr. Stacey Sims, who's out of New Zealand. She's a research doctor. and then I recently just did the GGS certification for the pre and postnatal Love that. coaching. So now we own our own private fitness facility out in the Mint Hill Matthews area of Charlotte um, called Pump Fitness Studio. So yeah. kind of my background. You guys do a little bit of online stuff as well, right? Because we I remember you guys transitioned during COVID a little bit, right? We do. We yeah. do. You know, COVID was a weird time. Oh, yeah. We literally opened our gym when they closed everything down. So like Dang. we had just, yeah, we had just put everything inside of our gym and they were like, shut it down. And we were like, okay. <laughs> You're like, why? Well, we have a nice gym to use, but I didn't yeah. pay all this money for this gym to sit here. Right. So we exactly we kind of had to pivot everything just like everybody else did. And we actually ended up doing really well because of pivoting. Um, and we brought everything online for online coaching and things like that. And that's, you know, honestly, online coaching and health forward coaching, more privatized coaching is what is yeah. is everybody goes for nowadays. Right. I feel mm-hmm. like that's what people like. So we kind of went into that space for a while until we were able to pop open the doors and Love do it. everything in house. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, we have brought Brittany on today specifically to talk about a journey that she has been on for a number of years. I'll let Brittany tell you about the number of years, yes. but it's been a long journey haul for her. And I feel like it is super relatable for, uh, cause our our listeners are mainly female. Mm-hmm. Whether you've been through this or not, you might one day go through this, not willingly, but right. but um, she has recently experienced breast impl- implant illness, yes. right? Okay, BII. Yes. She knows way more about it, and that's why we have her on to chat about <laughs> it. <laughs> 
But I wanted to just start this conversation off with you just like yeah. telling us your story of not only like coming out of it, but also like, what's up y'all. So we don't run ads on this podcast and we probably won't ever. Our goal here is to share as much information and value with you as possible with a little entertainment, of course. But with that, we need your help in getting the word out about the Dream Body Playbook. So all we're asking for you to do is send this episode to a friend that you think would really benefit from it or share it on your social media stories and tag us. Also, one other thing we're going to be doing is giving away a $100 Amazon gift card to someone who rates and reviews this podcast every single month. So thank you in advance and we're looking forward to reading your reviews, but we'll get back to the episode. Getting into it and like your self-confidence and reason for even getting a breast dog, you know? Yes, yes. Okay, so. Whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) this goes, I feel like, I feel like I'm old, Um, but. (laughs) You're not old, girl. (laughs) (laughs) This goes way back. So I actually just recently explanted them, which I'll get to this past September. Mm -hmm. And I had had them in for about 11 to 12 years. So I got my implants in when I was like 21 years old. I'm about to turn 33 now. So I had them in for a really long time, basically. Mm -hmm. But when I got them in, obviously, I was an athlete growing up. I was always super athletic. I had thick legs, thick butt, and then like a double A, like Can't really. cup yep, on top. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was extremely small on top. And it was just, it was one of those things back in the day when I was, you know, finishing high school, going to college, you would buy your bathing suits at like the department stores in like mm-hmm. sets. And mm-hmm. like, I would have to like have a medium, large bottom and I'd have to like sneak an extra small or a small top in with Swapping it. it. And like, hopefully they didn't call me out at the register type thing. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those things proportionally. I never felt super confident yeah. with myself, obviously. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of young girls especially go through this, um, especially when you're comparing yourself. Like mm-hmm. I feel like with social media and images and magazines and things like that, all the airbrushing they do and the perfection <laughs> they do. I mean, we yep. really don't realize how many people have so much plastic surgery and things done to them to perfect them in Hollywood and things like that. Yeah. So you're looking at these people thinking, dang, like, what a body. Like, how, right? do I, how do I look like that? So when I was 21, I, you know, I was like, I really want them done. And, you know, my mother also had implants put in after she had my sister and I. So she she kind of understood. She was just like, she was built just like me. So she was like, okay, if this is what you want to do, let's do it. Went to a doctor here in Charlotte. I'm not going to name the doctor, but went to a doctor here in Charlotte. And basically, when I first went to him to consult with him, the risk was they could rupture. And then if they rupture, they are, you have a warranty on them and you can just come back. We can put some new ones in. It's like a car. Which you're, good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. You're good. A you're, warranty. That's it. But that's, when they rupture, like all of that, like silicone liquid Yeah, were inside. they silicone or the other one? So I I went for silicone. Oh, wait, there's um, another one? So yeah, there's, there's saline too. Oh, yeah. And that's just salt water. So uh, the difference between the two is saline, like if they do rupture, they're just going to run through, it's just going to run through your body and it's just going to flatten out. Yeah. Whereas silicone is like that gel that right. sticks together and you're not going to be able to tell if there's a rupture really. Mm. So they tell you like... And I, of, of course, I asked this, like, how would I know if it ruptured? Because it's, right. you know, silicone. Well, you'd have to get an MRI. 
Okay. Because you just casually do those every I once in a while. Right. Casually get MRIs, <laughs> <laughs> especially because insurance is so good at covering them. Yeah. yeah. And they're so expensive. And I feel like that's how most women feel about yeah. getting MRIs. But basically, that's that's what I was told. Um, they gave me a little pamphlet, and in the pamphlet, it did say you know things like fertility or things like melanoma, like skin cancer, mm. were higher. There was a percentage higher for women like us. But that was it. That was uh-huh. all I was told back in the day. And I also think when I got them in, there wasn't all this talk about BII. Like none of it was like really known yet. Autoimmune, like nobody had really talked about it yet. So I think a lot of the doctors, you know, trying to give them some grace in this, I think a lot of these plastic surgeons had no idea yeah. that could even be a thing. So no one really talked about it. So I get these implants in. I love them, obviously. I'm like, ooh, yeah. like Confidence through the roof. Yeah, right. same size. We're good. Like, And he made me very natural. Like, I, There's a lot of women in this community who they will ask for natural, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they'll wake up, and their plastic surgeons gave them bowling ball double Ds. Yeah. And they're having lots of issues breathing, their yeah. back pain, things like that, because they're mm-hmm. so big for their bodies. Especially the small frames. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So... He did a great job, my surgeon, of actually giving me what I needed because I was very small when I got them in. He had to already stretch my skin a good bit. And he was like, you know what, while you're under, I'll pick the CCs that I think look natural. And so I I went in trusting him and that's what he did. And I woke up and I was actually very happy with them and no one could ever tell that I had implants. I will be honest, when we first met, I had no idea, not until you started posting about your experience this past fall. I was like, yeah. What? I was like, yeah. I was like, "Ah." yeah. And you will not believe the amount of people that reached out to me and they were like, you had implants? Right. I was like, I never would have guessed. So that makes me very happy because they looked really, they they, they did look really natural. Exactly. (laughs) So when you get them in, that's what you want. But so I was very happy with them. And then, you know, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about things compounding, right? So like Mm -hmm. with your body, we went through this stage of life, even myself as a coach where there was a lot of the the movements that were in IIFYM. You you everybody got a pro coach back in the day. Yeah. And everybody wanted to compete in bodybuilding, and you were in severe calorie deficits, mm-hmm. and you were training super super hard. And they didn't really talk about like women's hormones, women's health, yep. things like that. That just wasn't a thing yet. We've kind of dove more into the health factor of things mm-hmm. the past mm-hmm. mo- yeah. more recent years in this industry. So a lot of things weren't talked about. So I'm dieting down. I'm ripped up, like super thin, super lean. On at the same time. I'm on birth control, which nobody talks mm. about. Oh, yeah. I was on that for many, many years. I got sick. I had a really bad case of bronchitis. So all these things were taking tolls on my body. In the meantime, I have a foreign body inside and, my yep, body. And yep. I, I truly feel like things compound. Like yeah. It's just your body over time compounds. And women go through things. They go through pregnancy, everything. everything. A lot of stressors on your body. You go through right? a period every month. It's yeah. <laughs> stressful. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Every absolutely. month. Absolutely. Yeah. So like things compound. And it just, it really, with this depends on the person. But, you know, when I started actually realizing that I was having symptoms, the first time was, I believe when I was like 25, I had my first ever, like, I had never in my life, I've always been super independent and been able to just do things on my own, whatever, had a full-blown panic anxiety attack for like the first time when I was 25. I was literally in the middle of a winery tour with my family at Christmas. Never in my life have I ever had an anxiety attack. Didn't know what was happening. 
thing. That could be scary if you've never experienced yes. that before yeah. in the middle yes. of public area. You're like, right. what the hell is happening? I to was. Me? In, I remember clearly. I was on the bathroom floor in the winery, just like <laughs> hold, like holding myself, like freaking out. Yeah, it was the scariest experience. But I'd never ever experienced that before right. in my life. My mm-hmm. sister has dealt with some anxiety in the past and things like that. So I, I knew about it, but I just had never experienced it. Right. So that was the first thing. And then from there, a lot of health things started happening. I started getting weird, weird palpitations all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Take your breath away palpitations. When I would be working out, um, my heart would race and it would race upwards and I'd be watching it on my watch go up into, you know, a higher heart rate range where I, like if I were doing hit or something yeah. and it wouldn't come down for a while. Mm. Um, and like, I've always been an athlete. You're like, I'm that's not industry. normal. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. very aware of my body. Yeah. Right. So yeah. like, I'm like, this is not right. And I would freak out. I'd have to lay on the, the floor and just like breathe in the middle of the turf at the gym. And I'd just be like staring at the ceiling, like what is happening yeah. to me right now? And then it was just one thing after another. There was weird allergies that started showing up. Never was allergic to anything in my life. Started breaking out in hives. There was one time where, I, you know, I always drank kombucha. That was like my thing. Always the same flavors. Drink the same flavor I always did. All of a sudden, splotchy hives started. Yeah, wow. it was just random things that just started unfolding. Dizziness, okay. almost like blackout feelings. Like I was like getting low blood sugar or something like that sometimes. Just everything. I mean, there are so many. Fatigue, brain fog. It was almost like I was always filled up in my head. Like I couldn't mm. uh, think clearly. And, and just every symptom under the sun you can think of tremors. A lot of the stuff I was experiencing were on the left side of my body, which I always thought was weird. Like edema in my ankles. Hmm. My arm on this side had really bad, like rashing on the side of it, like KP. And they Mm -hmm. called it KP for the longest time, like keratosis pilaris. Mm -hmm. But I was always like, why is it more prominent on my left side? Why do I feel like the left side of my face droops sometimes? Mm. Like I was having all these weird That's so interesting. Symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the BII like symptom list, there's like (laughs) a lot of things. And I marked off everything that I went through throughout these years. And I had probably about 85, 90% of these symptoms over the years, which is just insane. It's insane. And so like, because I've seen the list, you've posted on your story before and I've looked through it and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. I've feel like this, which we can talk on a little bit too, is like the doctor's care just like pushing it off as like the one singular symptom being one thing, the one Mm. singular symptom being the next Next thing thing. versus combining them all together. These aren't related at all. Right. Exactly. Everyone (laughs) thinks they're not related. And so I think that's also why it takes so long for this to even like pop into people's minds. Right. Because I know personally, I can name four people that I personally know in the past like two years that have gotten their implants explanted because of this. Right. And like, in my opinion, that's a lot. (laughs) I'm like, that's a lot. Yeah. But yeah, there's so many people at the same rate putting them in too there there is there's so many people and it's you know listen I've I've always been the person who's like listen you're a grown adult woman Mm -hmm. you can make your decision for yourself if that's what makes you happy I understand at one point in time I got them in for my confidence and I Mm -hmm. put them in I get it but you should have all the information you should have talked to people that have been through it and and just be totally and completely educated before you make this decision mm-hmm. rather than just getting your information from the person who makes money for their family mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. putting them in you. Like, you yeah. know, so yeah. you really, really need to do your research because there's a lot of plastic surgeons, even with BII and the cancers and everything, which we'll go over, yeah. um, that, that implants are causing now. There's a lot of plastic surgeons because there's not enough research on it still to this day because it's a multi-million dollar 
smaller ind- industry, mm-hmm. plastics. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it's going to take a lot to study this, right? So it's going to take a lot of money to study this. They're not going to put money into this when that industry is making. Right. They're making more money money putting them into you. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. So, um, and the companies that are like mentor Allergan, things like that, the research studies that they're supposed to do for the FDA, a lot of times they're removing, Mm -hmm. which what they found is they're removing a lot of the actual, actual cases. Is that legal? (laughs) No, no, (laughs) no, Uh, (laughs) it's not. But, and they're, they're letting them kind of slip under the rug with just minimal stuff. Yeah. So you're not getting the full picture from the manufacturers. Right. So yeah, it's it 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 was a very downhill slope for me. I went, I saw, I took every cardiology test under the sun with my cardiologist about my heart. Um, I saw endocrinologists for cortisol levels, hormone levels, everything. Mm-hmm. I did multiple blood tests. I had an immunologist looking at me for allergies. Everything came out fine. Nothing was wrong with me. So it came down to it's your anxiety and your stress. I can't imagine a more frustrating thing. And I was like, literally, it's it's like, okay, but I didn't have anxiety until this point. So I've never experienced this before this. Yeah. And and I have no reason to be anxious. I've had the same amount of stress working, you know, coming from college into work. And like, I don't like, like I stress about things, but I don't overly stress about things. So it's like, and there's nothing, you know, I was, I was fine. So it's also nothing you don't know how to handle because you've been doing it for so long. Right. Exactly. it's just when when it's all pointed to that, it's just it's it's discouraging. So yeah, for sure, probably about maybe three years ago, I found the BII thing. Mm-hmm. I started hearing about it. You guys are really loving and relating to this conversation and want to continue to learn more about this topic and countless others. Listen up, this is for you. We want to give you access to our free community of women on similar paths to you. Shoot us a DM on Insta with the word Facebook, and we will get you in there asap and researching it on my own. And that was three, four years ago is about when it started just like really coming out into Um. the open. So I started doing my research as much as I could. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing these Hollywood stars and these people getting explanted. You know, Claire Crawley from The Bachelorette is how I found my doctor Mm -hmm. that I explanted with. Wow. Um, She went to my doctor. There's a girl from the Below Deck show on Bravo who also was with my doctor a couple weeks before I was Mm -hmm. explanting. He signs a lot of NDA forms. He does a lot of celebrities but there was you know people like ryan lochte's wife got hers out just a lot Mm -hmm. of people tamra judge from yeah yeah she they all these people started coming out and then people in the fitness industry courtney king Mm -hmm. came out and Mm -hmm. she got hers done so it was just like one after another kelani she's like one of my favorite r&b artists she got hers taken out i was like why are all these women getting their breast implants taken out especially when they're still in the limelight they still have to like keep their parents up you're like what's going on here yeah obviously some Something's wrong. Yeah. So then I found this breast implant illness group in, it has about 200,000 women in it now wow. um, on Facebook. And everybody just shares their stories and talks. Mm. They share their doctors that they're going to to explant. They share their before and afters, things like that. And I started just talking to people in the community and hearing about their experiences. And it's so funny how everybody's stories all added up yeah. together. We wow. all were called crazy. Anxiety, stress was our issues. Nothing came out right on tests, but we were all going through the same symptoms and we had all like, and then there was some people who have had them way longer, like 
years and years longer than I have mm-hmm. who have gotten really, really sick because mm. it's gotten even worse for them at this point. So you're seeing this happen. And then the saddest part is what happens when you have breast cancer and you take your, you know, you get a mastectomy done and you get your breast, they, they insurance literally pays for you to get your breast yep. in, you implants, get implants done. Yep. They put breast implants in women. That just with soon, breast, uh, yeah. can- breast cancer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 You get them for free. So there's women on the page who literally have explanted after having breast cancer, getting yeah. them in. It's and the then they got sicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got wow. sicker. Wow. So it's just sad. But you read all these stories and you're like, okay, it's adding up. Like, yeah. I for sure know that this The puzzle is, pieces are coming together. Yeah. Like, I've been do- dealing with this for years. Nothing else has shown up for me. Like, this this is it. Yeah. I, it's a foreign body. I call them my little foreign invaders. That's what I, <laughs> I, I called I was like these little four. I just wanted to literally rip them out of my chest. Yeah. And I was like, it was, I was so sad about it for the longest time. But I was like, wait, it's going to be okay. Yeah. But yeah, I ended up, because of Clear Crawley, I ended mm-hmm. up finding my doctor. And I don't know what it was. It was like an, an immediate connection to him. But he's in Jupiter, Florida. His name's Dr. David Rankin. He is probably one of the most renowned explant doctors mm-hmm. in the world, like I said. And his wait list is about two to three years. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's how he does five to 600 a year. That's explants. so scary, though. Like, like you were going to have to wait such a long time, but like your symptoms are only going to get worse and worse and worse right. and worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a lot of these women have reached out to me after explaining with him and been like, how did you get in with him sooner? Yeah. And that's, I, I was telling Lexi earlier, like I was supposed to just get them out last month in May, but oh. I ended up getting them out in back in September because they happened to have a cancellation and I stayed like on calling. It. I was them. like calling, calling, calling. Yeah. Nice. Um, and I got, I got to know the staff pretty well there. So I was just calling, calling, calling. They called me two weeks out because they had a cancellation. They were like, can you get here? And I was like, yes. Well, I will do whatever I need I, to make it work. I will be there. Yeah. I don't care. I hung up the phone, told my husband, and he was like, Book it. Let's go. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. They, it needs to happen. Yeah. And I was trying to do this before. I wanted to recover from this before having kids. Yeah. Because mm. we're ready to have mm-hmm. kids at this point, yeah. too. Oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah. So that's that was kind of a big thing for me. But yeah, it's been a crazy wild ride yeah <laughs> oh yeah up until this point it's a confusing ride too yeah. like because yeah. I've read through like the girls that I know that I've had this have also done like posts like telling their stories and stuff yeah. and it's all so similar and there's always like a before yeah. and after picture of like their face mm-hmm. and like the puffiness and the swollenness yeah. and then the automatic just like decrease of like wow. crazy. inflammation just dropping but it's confusing because everyone's always like I didn't know what the hell was happening to me like yeah and so I'm, I'm so happy that it's being talked about now too yeah. and that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to bring you on today because yeah. I think it does need to be talked about because a lot of people probably are dealing with this and still have never heard of it. Right. Just like you were three right. years ago and you were like, oh, well, yeah. okay. I'm glad I came across this Facebook page. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, can we go over for the people who have never heard of it before? Like, mm-hmm. what exactly it is? What does it entail? Like, yeah. And you kind of touched a little bit on it in so, the story, but yeah. Yeah. Basically, breast implant illness, it's short BII, but mm-hmm. it's not. They, doctors will not medically say there is BII because, again, mm. it has not been studied enough. It's like IBS. There's no exact mm. definition for it. There's like a bunch right. of things that tie into it. it yeah, It could be these things. There, It's... It's a slew, like we were talking about, it's a slew of symptoms that happen that are very broad symptoms, could be a lot of things, these symptoms, but mm-hmm. they just so always happen to be these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens to be with people with breast implants. And then when they get them out, most of those symptoms either go away completely or subside a lot. 
right? Yeah. So that's how people are narrowing this down. And like people like my doctor, Dr. David Rankin, who explanted me, he sees it five to 600 a year that he mm-hmm. explants. He sees it all the time. He'll tell you straight up, this is changing people's health. Like, yeah. like taking these out is, is a game changer. A game yeah. changer. It's doctors like him who see it with so many women that can stand behind it. And that's why I love him because he only does explants because of that. Mm-hmm. He does not put implants in at all. A lot of plastic surgeons you'll find doing explants both. now still do both. And I'm like, but how can you stand behind one without, yeah. you yep. know, with it's the other? the moolah. Yeah. So that's <laughs> the funny. problem. Yeah. And you really have to do your research because there's about – probably like 10 in the U.S. that only explant. Yeah. And you've got to travel for them a lot of times. There's one close in Charleston, Dr. Cranford, who a couple of my friends went to as well, and I was looking into him, who's really good. He's just newer on the scene, mm-hmm. but he's supposedly very, very good. But I went and traveled to Florida for this. But, yeah, it it's really just a ton of symptoms. You can look up BII symptoms on, like, Google. The Like, Google Images will probably have a graphic. Yeah, I, that's what like, I looked up when you started posting yeah. about it, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's long. It's long. It's, it's like the side effects of birth control lists. It's, it's like oh, that. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of different things. And a lot of times it's it's autoimmune yep. issues. Uh-huh. Like like it can cause things like lupus and stuff like that to happen as well. Wow. And a lot of people see that. And that's something that I was wondering too if I was developing certain autoimmune diseases yeah. from this, mm-hmm. like lupus and, and things like that. But basically that's BII, that's breast implant illness. And then now the FDA has actually come out with that, by the way, BII is, they have noted it on the black box for implants now. Okay. But you don't Good. see the box. Oh, because they, duh, they take that's it out exactly and they just put right. it right in. You don't see the box. They the literally see show the them to you like this, like they have the implant in their hand and they're like, here's it's your implant. It's not like you buy them off of a store rack. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't even have to be said it's you don't see the box so it is on the box that it can cause autoimmune issues things like that but you don't see the box that is baffling that's like you know how like cigarettes have like this like smoking kills on them that's like just handing someone a cigarette without showing them here's your cigarette right you know nothing about it yeah so you got you that's why you have to just know what you're doing before you get them in yeah that's what i urge people to do that's why i tell my story because yeah, there's not enough research on BII yet, but if you listen to enough women who have had the same things happening, mm-hmm. it yeah. it starts adding up. And then also one thing the FDA has for sure come out with is the two types of cancer okay. that breast implants have like caused I haven't now. heard of this before. So okay. one is BIA, ALCL cancer, and that's caused by textured silicone implants. Okay. That's what they've kind of come down to I've seen women without the textured ones with regular implants so textured meaning the outside has so yeah it's like it's like how they make them I guess there's you know I've done a little bit of research on it I guess there's some salt sort of like salt mix and they say that's what causes the cancer Mm -hmm. but I've seen women with just regular smooth ones who Mm -hmm. have ended up with the BIA ALCL so I again I don't think it's been studied enough but they have the FDA has come out and said that that is a thing and then the more recent one and it's funny because this one was actually posted the day I got my implants taken out mm. it what it blew up in the media wow. was the squamous cell sarcoma that's being caused in the surrounding capsule 
So the scar tissue that surrounds your implant, because over time you get scar tissue that, and that's why you get an M block capsulectomy. That's why when you get your explant done, it needs to be an M block capsulectomy because they take out the capsule with the implant. Mm. Otherwise they will leave the capsule in. Is that the like hard around it? Okay. I've seen videos of it to where it's like, it almost looks like a scab around it. It's really I'm like, where I don't know anything about any of this. So I'm (laughs) like, just mesmerized. That's on. I know. And some people, like mine was stretchy still. My my okay. my surrounding was actually pretty stretchy still. My left one was worse than my right because my left implant was completely ruptured. Okay. So, and, and I'll tell you kind of about, about that in a second, but the capsules do harden in a lot of people. And sometimes it's so gross. You can almost look, you can look on my doctor's page, but when they open certain implants, they cut them open, like blood and other fluids will actually start pouring out of wow. between wow. the capsule and the implant. Huh. It's just gross. Yeah. Gross. So was that maybe why you were having the left side symptoms? So yes. Oh, that's why. Yeah. That's why it was actually my bodily fluids were seeping in and out. There was a major, major, and it's so funny because for many years I felt this little like bubble uh-huh. in my breast right here on my left side, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I went back to my original surgeon and mm-hmm. asked him, and he was like, "Oh, they get bubbles sometimes. It's nothing." Blah blah blah. Yeah, ended up being the big rupture when he's the one that told you oh you could rupture yeah so that's right. what it ended up being was the rupture he t- he told me bubbles are natural in implants i've never and heard then, that before. I've, yeah i was gonna say crazy. i haven't done much like talking with doctors about it but i've never heard that one crazy how this yeah. like it, it you can be so lied to and it, this is why you have to do your own research but yeah. um and then there was multiple just bubbles all around, just little bubbles wow. coming out. And it was completely yellow, that implant, because oh, wow. my bodily fluids had out. just come in and yeah. out of it. And that's why I think my left side was that would 10 times a lot yeah. more worse. Yeah. But it's pretty insane what women go through with that. But like I was saying, M-block capsulectomy is what you need to get to take that full capsule out with it because now they're finding cancer forming in the capsule. So they would Mm. leave that in there if you didn't have that... Why would they leave it in? Well, I was going to say, what, what's the point so of leaving when, that in there? when people go to get their implants redone, because you're supposed to get them done every 10 every years. Every 10 years, yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. You're supposed to. A lot of people wait even longer, which is worse. But mm. you're supposed to get them done every 10 years. And when people go to get them redone, they don't take the capsule out every time. They don't change the capsule? They but don't does... change the capsule. They literally go under the capsule, take the implant out, and put a new implant But is there in. a new capsule formed? So then it forms an even... Like a thicker? Thicker capsule, scar tissue. Oh, my brain is like that right right (laughs) exactly and that's why you'll see a lot of these older women having the issues they've gotten theirs redone like two three times now yeah Mm -hmm. and there's their capsules are so tight scar Mm. tissue wise yeah and they're just they're having so many issues with them wow it's it's actually pretty insane i think if someone was thinking about like if I was thinking about getting a breast dog yeah, and I heard the way you were explaining it about like all of the, not even if it was just about BII, just all the other stuff, I'd be like, nah, I'm out. I'm good. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't yeah. sound natural. It's, it's not, it really, like there is just a lot of, you're taking a risk. Right. It's, a you big have one. to know you're taking a risk with your body. And a lot of these autoimmune diseases that people do go through, once you get an autoimmune disease, sometimes they do not go away. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even if you get them taken out, like sometimes if you have your lupus, body's still, you have lupus now. Yeah. So it's like that's just what you're going to be dealing with forever. So it's like do you really want to take that mm-hmm. chance with it? And it's 
very interesting. The week that I got mine taken out, within the week, my doctor shouted me out on his page and I was putting up a lot of videos and stuff. I had a hundred women reach out to me on Instagram in the one week asking wow. me about BII, how they were going through all, they were confiding wow. in me. Wow. I'm going through all these symptoms. I thought maybe it is my breast implants. Women who are like, I'm on a wait list. Like, I just can't wait to get in. Like so many people talking to me yeah. that week, just wanting to get theirs out. And some of them that confided in me were like, I don't know if I can take them out. My husband won't like me. Um, oh, things things like that. Like yeah. just different stories of like, no one believes me. Oh. Things like yeah. that. Just And I just felt their pain. I was like, that I know. That literally gave me like goosebumps when you said that. Like yeah. that's just like. Have you heard health and fitness coaches talk about how your metabolism can help you burn fat even while you're sleeping? And you just think, how? Trust me, we get it. It's all so confusing to know what you need to do to get your metabolism working the way you want it to. But today, you're in luck. We've created a done-for-you daily checklist that will set your metabolism on fire. All you have to do is DM us checklist and we will send it your way completely for free. All right, now let's get back to the episode. Yes. Yeah. I, I the self-image part of it is has to be like such a hard thing that's a huge to grasp. Yeah. yeah, that's a huge pill to swallow because a lot of the women go through that because not everybody's explant goes the same way, right? So like right. I didn't actually have to get a lift because my just when he looked at me in my consult, he was like, You haven't had babies yet. A mm-hmm. lift can actually really screw you up for like breastfeeding, mm-hmm. yeah. things like that. I don't want to have to do it. And your skin's so tight still. I and mean, just the way everything's structured, you won't need it. And mine don't droop or anything. Yeah. I've just that's just the way I'm built. Yeah. But some women need like lifts and things like that yeah. with theirs. So but everybody's different. Like yeah. some people end up with little dimples now because they've they went so big yeah. in their mm-hmm. skin, you know, things like that. So and the tissues gotta rebuild and it it takes like they say for every year that you had your implants in, that's a month of healing and recovery. So it can take your tissue and your scar and everything a year plus to to really get where it needs to go. So you have to be super patient with your explant process. But man, if, if you do everything by the book, like your doctor tells you when you get an explant and you really take care of yourself, like I did, I mean, I saw my results like pretty immediately and Mm -hmm. I was so, I'm so happy with them. Like I just, I'm so glad to be tiny again. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I'd say this, but I'm so glad to be tiny again. Like that was going to be my next question was like, how quickly did you see your symptoms subside? So as soon as I woke up, the oil production in my face was different. Like I had never, I hadn't had oil like on my face since I was like a teenager. And as soon as like I woke up from surgery, I had like oil on my skin. And I was like, oh my gosh, my color of my skin, my eye color. So the whites of your eyes completely change. They were very, very yellow before. Yeah. Almost like jaundice. Yeah, jaundice. Yeah. yeah, Only like in a lot of people see that. And then immediately, you know, within the week, I was seeing certain symptoms kind of subside a lot more in in all different realms of things. My anxiety. Mm. Back to normal. I really don't. I deal with it here and there. It's very (gasps) rare, but... I know that's a blessing in itself. Yeah, yeah, it's like I don't – I feel like just chemical imbalances and things like that are just – slowly getting back to where they need to be but it is some things are taking time 
more than others. But I know that I have to just stick to it and and keep recovering and mm-hmm. keep healing. And that it's a process. And I have a lot of people that reach out to me still to this day and they're like, are you happy with your thing? Like I got mine taken out and my, you know, my scars or this and that is not healing properly. And I'm like, well, have you done everything that you know you need to do? And oh. you need to be patient. Like you need to, I know it's hard, but you need to mm-hmm. be patient with the process because it takes time. You had your implants in for how many years? Right. All of these things built up for how many years? Yeah. It's not going to just get better. It's just overnight. like weight loss. That's literally exactly right. <laughs> you put That's the exactly weight on years right. over years. You can't expect to lose it overnight. That's yeah. exactly right. It's yeah. a process. So you have to be super patient with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. I'm like baffled. Over <laughs> yeah, here. I'm like blown away. I, I'm just like <laughs> I'm learning so much, which I love. I love that we can bring people on like an expertise in other areas and like us learn from it too. That's yeah. fabulous. Okay, let's talk about your experience with doctors. Like yes. specifically, I know you said you saw like your cardiologist and stuff yes. like that, but the passing off. And advocating mm-hmm. for yourself. Like, how did you build yeah. up the confidence to do that? So I honestly, I think it was just being fed up. Like, yeah. You get to a point where you're like so fed up with dealing with everything and people shrugging you off that you start like demanding like certain tests and certain things and like trying to do your own research and get down to the bottom of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with cardiologists, everything under the sun was coming out great. But yet I was suffering from like nonstop palpitations yeah, and everything like that. Yeah. And I was like, OK, I've been in again. I've been an athlete my whole life. I, you know, I run all the time. I've, you know, my heart rate gets high. You probably have a wide range that it can go. You can bring it really low or it can go really high. And then it should come down pretty fast and things like that. So, you know, I know my body. I'm aware and I know when something's up. But yet they told me this is your stress and anxiety causing this. And I was like, sure, when I'm anxious and I'm having a panic attack because I was Mm -hmm. having panic attacks, I was like, sure, my heart rate shoots up, but this is not that. Like I would be laying there. Like when I'm training. And I would have palpitations, just relaxing. But it was almost like... You weren't believed. So I had to tell them what tests I wanted run because it's my money that I'm I'm paying for it. Come in yeah. with a list so, and you just do it. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, this is what needs to happen. I really don't care anymore. And when I went to get my endocrinology like cortisol test done, I actually had my mother-in-law who's a nurse and my husband there with me, thank God, because they sent me to go get lab work across in, um, what's the lab company called? that they use here at like Nova and stuff. I forget the name of it, but they sent me, oh, LabCorp. Uh, yeah, yeah, I they, was trying to think of it as yeah, you were saying like, it. I was like, I know it. <laughs> and they sent me over to LabCorp and they had to take multiple blood draws over a certain amount of time for me fasted. Mm-hmm. And I knew that when I was fasted, I almost got like hypoglycemic because mm-hmm. I had been dealing with this for a while now. Yeah. So I was like, I don't feel good about this. That's why I brought the two of them. I'm sitting out in the waiting room after like this, I think it's like the second blood draw. And I started sweating, getting pale Mm -hmm. and like going down. And my mother-in-law started taking my pulse and she was like, somebody call an ambulance. Mm. Do we have any sugar around here? Does anybody have anything? The LabCorp people did not care. They just, you know, they're just doing their jobs there a lot of times. So absolutely no awareness of what was happening. My doctor came over from the building across to come see me. And I literally was full-fledged passing out, but yet everything was really good. (laughs) At the end of the day with my tests and nothing was wrong with me. And I was like, this is literally what happens to me. Like, I, like, I don't know what's happening right now. So I don't care what your blood test says. Something's not right. Right. Like, like my, my body's just, and, and I don't deal with that anymore after getting, that's great. X planet, which is, I mean, I've gotten blood drawn a million times. 
fasted now and, and I go, I can go fasted for quite some time and I'm, I'm good. So huh. it's very interesting. But, yeah. and then I went to immunologists because I was having all these breakouts and hives mm. and they, you're not allergic to anything except for trees, grass and mold. And I was like the normal stuff. Right. Yeah, so right. like, okay. And it's just like every time, rheuma, rheumatologist, things mm-hmm. like that. It was just nothing was adding was there. up. Yeah. And so after so long, <laughs> I was like, I've spent so much money on all these tests. Like, yeah. I know these things are wrong. As soon as I saw that BII list and I started talking to people mm-hmm. and hearing people's stories and what they were going through, I was like, this could be very well be it. Yeah. Like, these things have been in me for how long now? So like, is that when you reached out to the ex or you did your research on explant surgeons yes. and then you reached out to him and kind of talked through him and that's where he was like, yes, we need to get you down here. Yeah. So <laughs> I talked to his liaison. So his liaison, D. Hicks, she is amazing. She's like kind of their like patient care coordinator. Yeah. She was one of the front women who went to the FDA. She had breast implant illness herself and she got hers taken out. She was one of the front women like way back in the day who went to the FDA wow. and actually put their foot down and had them look into the cancer wow. and the autoimmune diseases and everything that were being caused by breast implants. So That's amazing. She, kind she of needs was a like, Nobel Peace Prize. I'm <laughs> like, I'm telling you, she's awesome. And she's been on multiple podcasts, documentaries, things like that, talking about her, her stuff. So she's a really awesome woman. But when I was talking to her on the phone and telling her everything, she was, she it, just was like, it was like we connected so well. Mm-hmm. And she completely understood what I was going through. And she was like, oh, yeah, you got to get them taken out. And then I started talking to her about how I wanted to have a child eventually if god willing and breastfeed and things like that and she went on to tell me that silicone's actually been found in breast milk you're joking and yeah and how you know they are made up of metals Mm -hmm. a lot of metals Mm -hmm. and obviously when they make these things they have chemical reactions so Mm -hmm. you've got like i hate saying the word toxins because you know, there's all different ones, but things right. like acetone are in wow. silicone implants. I mean, yeah. wow. and they're being found in your body. Milk <laughs> yeah, that you're feeding your child. Yes. Oh, so geez. she was like, "Wait, if you can hold off, hold off. Yeah, wait, get the explant done first. And I was like, "Okay, I'll wait, but long wait." Because that was when I was originally like supposed to be like a year and a half, two years out from my surgery. So I was like, "This is a long wait, but I'm right. gonna do it." But yeah, so she really helped me out, and then confiding in that group of women on Facebook, and then mm-hmm. just. All of a sudden, all these women started like connecting with me on Instagram, yeah. things like that, and and we just all kind of bonded together. And you you feel so much better knowing that everybody has gone through the same thing with doctors, and, yeah. and you finally feel heard, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, as soon as I got explanted, certain symptoms. Wow completely gone and then others have just subsided and subsided since so amazing 10 times better amazing Love 10 that. times better okay yeah. before we dive into i want to talk about like health nutrition training how all that was affected and stuff before we dive into that yeah this might be a really dumb question <laughs> there are no dumb <laughs> but, questions okay so we're talking about silicone implants can this also happen with saline implants good question because we did not cover that okay so i'm like does it work the same way because it's not the same material, material. So. so the outside Outside shell is silicone on both. Okay. So the outside shell is all silicone. So there is still silicone in uh, the saline. But what the problem is, and they've been recalled saline implants, a lot of them recently, they are having mold in the water now. Oh, yeah, so it's definitely just like a car. They're finding mold in saline implants now. So people have mold growing in their implants. And the valve, there's mold in the valves. 
Wow. So, yeah. My jaw is on the floor. So that's what's happening with saline a lot of times now. Oh, I'm like so... Disgusting. I'm so like... Imagine mold, if Mold scares me. Yeah, like, mold scares me. In the house, scary. like it's... it's I've yeah. I've experienced mold like in the apartments and yeah. stuff like that. And I, I can only imagine mm. inside of your body, it's and growing. Imagine if they rupture <gasps> with oh. mold in that. And then it's just everywhere. Yeah. And so it's it would actually... There were certain like deaths from it or making people deathly ill from it. Mm. So there were multiple manufacturers who more recently actually had recalls on their saline implants. Oh, you if know, you're not watching the video, my jaw is literally on the floor. <laughs> yeah. like, so oh. there's a there's a great documentary everybody needs to go watch. It's called Explant. I'm gonna type this out. Yeah, and it. I think Explant. it was on. Yeah, I think it was on like Paramount Plus. Got um, it. But I think like YouTube now you can like pay to watch it or yeah. whatever. But. Awesome documentary to watch. I'm going to watch it tonight. Nick's on his bachelor trip. I'm home alone. I'm watching. Talk about, <laughs> talk about jaw on the floor. They go through the history of how implants were made. So I'll tell you just a little smidgen of it. The doctor who came up with implants literally looked at a blood bag in the hospital and was like, huh. That could go in someone's chest. That could go in somebody's chest. And I could make <laughs> some money off this. So he ended up trying to fill it with whatever at first. He experimented with wood chips, <gasps> string, all these things to put in people's bodies at first. And then they ended up with silicone because places like China and stuff were actually injecting silicone without a shell into people's breasts. And women were dying in other oh. countries injecting silicone. Just watch the documentary. Oh if you're thinking about insane. getting a breast plant, don't. Hold <laughs> it's <laughs> insane. What? Yes. Yeah, so there, it's a whole historical background, and there's actual doctors talking on. There's, I think there's a neurologist talking on this who knew the doctor who came up with it. He's like an older doctor, and yeah, they 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 talk all about it and how how crazy this was. Oh, I have and, to watch And that. everything when he came up with it. I mean, silicone was taken off the market by the FDA. I think it was yeah. like in the 90s maybe. And then they were brought back out because in the 80s, I believe a bunch of women were getting sick after mm. implants why. were being put in. Yeah. So, and now they say the materials they're making, like if you, some plastic surgeons, like there was one particularly in Charlotte, I won't say his name, but recently a couple of us had to call him out because mm. he basically is saying the newer silicone implants, he they, they will take like scalpels and like poke them. They'll take like things and roll over them and they'll be like, these are brick. Like they they're not going to buzz. Break. Yeah. They'll never, but really, because I never did anything to like, I used to be a soccer player, didn't play soccer ever after getting in them in because I was so afraid of, yeah. which also made me so sad. Because I love playing soccer and I usually play for some intramural leagues here in Charlotte. So it made me so sad not to play soccer anymore, but I never wanted a ball to hit my chest. I had to be Mm. so careful all the time, but I never did anything to hit these. It was the capsule contracting Mm -hmm. that made these rupture most likely. And And constant pressure like that. Exactly. But doctors will say, oh, these... These will never break. They're made so well now. They're made better now. They're actually making people sicker faster now. There's multiple (sighs) girls, young girls... There's this one girl, Montana, I forget her last name, but she's like a YouTube's like influencer with uh-huh. her, with her husband, but very, very young. She's in her twenties. She got explanted by my doctor, like probably six months before I did complete change, oh my but gosh. a year after she got them put in completely sick. Wow. And they're saying that these are better, but they're actually making people faster. sicker faster. Cause it took you what, four years to even see one symptom. And now it's like, so mine instant, took about yeah. three, four years before seeing like, now that I look back, my 
first symptoms. Yeah. And it just depends on the person. Yeah. Some people are a week in and they're like already mm. seeing symptoms. Wow. And then Jeez. other people, there's people that never see symptoms. Yes. Yeah. Ever. There's people that go their whole life and never have any problems with it, but you are taking that risk. Risk. Yeah. When you get them put in. And your health is not something you want to play chicken with. Right. Literally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I'm shook. I am too. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You guys are really loving and relating to this conversation and want to continue to learn more about this topic and countless others. Listen up. This is for you. We want to give you access to our free community of women on similar paths to you. Shoot us a DM on Insta with the word Facebook and we will get you in there ASAP. I want to talk about how this affected your nutrition, your training, because like you said, you have been an athlete your whole life. You yeah. do take pride in your training and the yeah. way, like your physique and stuff. So how has all of that affected during this, Woo. this time frame? I did, you know, I always say if I didn't do what I did for a living and I wasn't so on top of my stuff, this probably would have been even 10 times worse for me. Mm-hmm. There are women who don't do what I do and I look at them having gone through this and I'm like, wow, they were really That's so going true. through it like they had serious issues in comparison to what even I went through Mm -hmm. which was pretty serious so if I hadn't been doing what I did I can't even imagine because Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself is so important we all know this but it did affect me in a lot of ways there was certain like heart rates that I couldn't push to heart rate Mm. zones that I couldn't push to without all of a sudden having palpitations or having to worry about slowing down because I felt like my heart was beating out out of my chest exactly it was just it was very very difficult I would have joint pain after certain workouts and things like that, very inflammatory pain. So it just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it affects you and, and mentally it affects you. You're going through all these things and you're, you're really worried and concerned about it. And just day to day, like living your life with that is very difficult. It's very yeah. difficult to like function, especially with the brain fog. Oh yeah. yeah. That was, I woke up from surgery, zero brain fog. Wow. But you're like, whoa, it's I mean, clear up there. Uh, right. What's <laughs> happening? I could think straight and I was like, I'm like, I've never felt so clear in my life. I could breathe better. Like my breathing was so clear, like just wow. everything. I went to run when I was able to, you know, run Get again after it, yeah. explant mm-hmm. surgery. And I was like, holy. It's easier. Like, this running, my breathing just yeah. felt completely different. Yeah, I could actually take deep breaths. Wow. wow. It's crazy. Great. It's crazy. Yeah. So oh it definitely affected me a lot. And I'm seeing that, especially even after explaining, like how much it affected me yeah. when I was, when I had them in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like at a loss for words. I'm just like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> there, there's so much to this. And we were talking before we started recording about how breast dogs are are trending right now. And I, and I love Alex Earl, but I do think she is a main reason why they're trending. She's so fun to watch, but a lot of girls are diving. Like after she like blew up, blew up, I think like five people I follow. Yeah. I like, Oh my gosh, if I could think of their names now, now. (laughs) but like in the past, like three months, I've seen so many people like, you know, like how they do the little cherry emojis, like cherry surgery. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, Yeah. I'll like, I'll show you, like, get ready for me to go get my titties done or whatever. Like, and I'm like, it's like a trend on TikTok right now to go get your boobs done. And I just think this needs to be talked about way more. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, people like Janet, Janet Kramer. Oh yeah. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you're a country superstar and you're putting up getting breast implants done and how happy you are like post-divorce like yeah and everything like that like like getting your plastic surgery which again 
I know how it feels to want that confidence and to want that and things like that. But you're giving people this broad outlook of it and just saying how good I look. Mm -hmm. And that's why you should get it rather than saying like, but just remember this, this, and that can happen. There are Mm -hmm. women experiencing this, this, and that from your breast implants. They're not saying that. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want anyone listening to this, take it as like, oh, we're bashing people who are doing it. It's not it at all. It's just everyone has this certain image that they're striving for without thinking about the repercussions of it. And we just want to help educate and inform on, hey, if you want to do it, go for it. Like do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy, whatever makes you confident, but think about it and ask the right questions because there is long-term health things. Like we're we're talking about cancer, like chronic illness here. That's just something you can't take back in the long-term scheme of things. It's kind of like steroids. Like, yeah. Sure, take them if you want, but you need to know that there's repercussions to those actions and don't just tell people, you know, look at me, I'm on steroids, I look good, blah, 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 and not tell them the whole other side of the story, especially if you're a female taking them. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's it's mind-blowing to me how they'll still say, BII is not researched enough, we really don't know if that's truly what's causing it, blah, 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 but yet it causes two cancers. The yeah. Specific. Specific. Has yeah. With. yeah. So it's causing cancer, but it can't cause autoimmune yeah. issues. Right. Mm-mm. Cancer that, is an autoimmune like, issue. Let's just the like, math isn't math. That yeah, the math mm-hmm. isn't math. It really <laughs> is not. So it's just think about it. And people, yeah. it's unfortunate because people get it in their head like this is my quick fix. Like this is what I've got to do to look beautiful and to be this mm-hmm. way. And they're so hell bent on it mm-hmm. that even with all of the people that are coming out with the BII symptoms yeah. and everything, and even with the math, not math and with the cancer thing and this and that, they won't look at it and they'll be like, no. They put their blinders no. onto what they want to yeah. see. There's right. not enough research. They say it's fine. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, don't be ignorant. Yeah. Do your research. Look into it and and be real with yourself before you get this done because you're not you're gonna be real regretful of that ignorance ignorance one day if you're dealing with these issues. Yeah. Real yeah. Regretful. And like you said, not everyone deals with them, but right. a lot of women, right. a ton of women are coming out with it, and more and more every year. Right. Like yeah. the percentage is probably only going up. I don't That's know numbers. Too many here, to ignore. Yeah. Right. Exactly. exactly. So if you if you had to just kind of like wrapping up a little here because yeah. this has been a long a long really good story <laughs> yeah. that is very informative, but I also want to apply some like tactical tips for people as well. So someone who's either struggling with these symptoms and doesn't know what to do, especially if they're going through like kind of the doctor stuff that you did, they're pushing it off and stuff. What advice would you give them? So if you are going through all of these things and you can't figure it out and you do have breast implants and my advice for you is to get out of your head, Mm -hmm. not think that you're anxious or stressed or you're crazy or you're the problem what you're experiencing is true and real Mm -hmm. and you know you're very aware of your own body you know what's happening Mm -hmm. um that's a great thing to be aware of your body right we know our bodies guys like come on you you know what you're feeling be real with yourself but if that if those doctors specifically aren't helping you then it's time to turn to things like i did that bii page on facebook it's breast implant illness healing and recovery, I believe. I'm not sure it's on Facebook. It's a longer name like that. But Nicole Deruda formed it. She's another woman who went to the FDA. So she's she's 
got a lot of information out there. There's even a breast implant illness site that you can go to. They're, they have a slew of doctors on a list that you can explant with that are recommended okay. on this page. So that's how you can find doctors. But you can talk to women and see women's stories. There are a lot of people that join that page who have implants and they think their implants are fine, haven't gone through anything, or people who are actually thinking about getting implants that join that page that always comment on there and they're like, thank God I joined this page before I got my implants. Ooh, I was I, I because, didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's, because yeah. they're like, I have completely changed my mind and canceled my appointment. Like, mm-hmm. this yeah. is not happening. I'm not going to go through this. And you know what's funny, though? A lot of the people that get implants, and this this to me, you know, and, and it's uh, to each his own, but there are a lot of women who actually have good breasts uh-huh. like but still good that still get implants because they don't think theirs are good gr- enough good enough yeah and I'm like dang I wish I was in I, I almost <laughs> I wish, wish I, I looked was in like that, that yeah. position because I was like dang you got you you've got some nice like boobs like yeah. <laughs> I mean dang but um there's more of those women than women who are super tiny mm-hmm. that yeah. are getting breast implants done and yeah. and things like that and people don't know a lot of times you can get a breast lift mm-hmm. without implants Yep. Like you, you don't have to get implants done. So if you're like postpartum or something like that and you feel like you're you're drooping but you got like good breast tissue and stuff, they can just lift them up <laughs> yeah. in surgery and you don't have to put anything in. There's also things like fat transfers. Uh-huh. Which yes, if you're if you're somebody who fluctuates weight a lot, you might see that not work out for you right. in the best way because it's fat and yeah. if you lose fat, you lose fat, but mm-hmm. there are women who get fat transfers done instead. I know somebody with breast cancer that just got hers taken off. And instead of doing, because of me, instead of doing, you know, plastic surgery and getting implants in, she went and did a fat transfer. Because it's her own tissue. Yeah, Yeah. it's her own tissue. And she loves it. She absolutely loves it. And there's a lot of good things. My doctor who explanted me, he actually does fat transfers. So he says like after a year of explant recovery, if you really want a fat transfer, you can come back and we can do a fat transfer. That's way more natural. Right. Right. You know what? It's it's not like your body's going to reject its own tissue. Absolutely. Right. Right. So ideally. I think it's funny that a man, created all of this <laughs> like well, a man was the one that thought let me put this in someone's yeah, chest to make that's it bigger. so true and yeah. the men are the ones doing the putting in and the taking out praying yeah. praying on women's insecurity yeah, yeah. Like, what the heck yeah that's so true that, it's, it's literally like i hate saying that but it's like and you know i it's like it is what it is but it's like that's anything to make money and women a lot of time are in the crossfire of that because mm-hmm. we're the ones in society that are more vulnerable and mm-hmm. we always want to perfect ourselves and look the best and things like that so yeah. it's just you know there are articles that have come out I've multiple things saved on my phone over the years but there's you know there's a woman who worked high up in plastic surgery she's like world renowned in plastic surgery wrote a whole entire article about how she her number one thing is she would never ever get breast implants after working in the industry and seeing yeah. everything mm. and then she goes through all the other things like fillers and things like that in, yeah. in that realm of things that she would never get after seeing what she's seen in the industry i'm glad wow. you just said that yeah because that just triggered a thought in my head <laughs> kind, of, kind of another side tangent yeah. but there's a lot of silicone used in plastic surgery yeah. there's a lot of filler and stuff like that yeah why is bii the like one that we hear is there other stuff that's going on with like other plastic surgeries that we just like don't hear about as much uh, like so, bbls yeah. you could die yeah bbls yeah, yeah for yeah. sure there there are th- like there are always risks to everything yeah. that you do even like things you know there's it's rare with botox it's been around for a while obviously but yeah. you know it's a neurotoxin things mm-hmm. can happen from it not everybody's um, like immune to it and going to be amazing with it mm-hmm. it just depends on the person and your body but you again it's the risk that you take right, right? 
So, but even like hernia mesh, like the doctors that did my explant, they are so against hernia mesh the, the, and the mesh. Yeah, what they is put that? In. that? <laughs> so like Xavier, my husband, he got a, a mesh put in for, to help his hernia. Oh, okay. Like oh. surgery. It, got it. Okay. And hernia surgery. They, there is so many lawsuits against hernia mesh now, but mesh in itself is not good to be inside it's your body. It's a foreign object again. It's a yeah. foreign object. So it's something foreign going under your skin, yeah. in your body. Your body can reject it and mm-hmm. act out. So it just, it everything, yeah. everything. You I will say, I have experience with Botox and filler, as we all know. But <laughs> so, so do I. But so my, do I, yeah. I think it also is very important of where you go right. with the yeah. injector. Right. Because the injectors that I've had are very, like, talk you through everything. They let you know any of the, like, things that could possibly happen. Happen. Like I remember I, when I first got, I get Botox in my masseter muscles because I, I get headaches and I grind my teeth at night. TMJ. Yeah. yeah. And she told me like at first she was like, oh yeah, if we do this, like you could get like a walnut size, like knot that pops up over here. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, what are we doing here? <laughs> Thank gosh we didn't. But like I go to somewhere that's like not afraid to tell you right. what could happen. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're going into an ejector's office and they're never telling you the risks or what could happen right. out yeah. of like after it settles and stuff, go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> go somewhere right. else. Yeah. Absolutely. There's always risks to things that you're putting inside your body and it should just be said. Right. Again, you're a grown woman. Make your own. Yeah, exactly. Make your own decisions. If you've got all the education and the research behind it and you've spoken to people and you know everything and you're making that decision based on that right and you're still going with it then that is your decision and that's totally fine but at least you know everything yeah like, exactly you know, like I've gotten Botox and stuff too uh-huh. I get Botox and I know the risks of uh-huh. it I just I choose to do it yeah and, and it is what it is but yeah. you know with BII and breast implant like it's just it's mind-blowing to me yeah it really is a, a bump in my face for a couple months in comparison to what you went through I'm like yeah I, there's different risks I'm willing to take well, yeah those yeah. things dissolve and over time they go right away. they go away for okay, sure so what right. happens if have you heard health and fitness coaches talk about how your metabolism can help you burn fat even while you're sleeping and you just think how trust me we get it it's all so confusing to know what you need to do to get your metabolism working the way you want it to but today you're in luck we have created a done for you daily checklist that will set your metabolism on fire all you have to do is dm us checklist and we will send it your way completely for free all right now let's get back to the episode botox messes up like what? it's gone in three months it's, yeah. yeah it's you gone in three wait, months but okay yeah. you have to redo it and same with filler like normally like you get your filler once a year because it will fade over the year and you re- redo it yeah and with be. filler you can even take filller out yeah you can get it removed yeah. Oh, yeah yeah people have been doing that like with their lips, lips. and stuff they take yeah. the filler out that yeah. and seeing that yeah. yeah so it's just it's personal decision but you have to know everything educated decisions it. yeah right mm-hmm. just educate yourself before okay back to my advice yes. thing that i was on <laughs> side tangent <laughs> you guys sorry <laughs> so advice for people who are at the beginning stages of it who are thinking about wanting to get an implant i know we're back to like education and stuff right. like that but like think back to like your 21 year old self what you wish someone what you could have Okay, here we go. What you wish you could have told your 21 self, 21 year old self. Mm. Um, so first and foremost, that everybody's built differently mm-hmm. and you're beautiful the way you are. Because mm-hmm. I feel like especially when you're younger, actually scratch that. I know a lot of older women that I work with that still feel like they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. And whether it's because of marriages or whatever else that they're going through, but you are good enough. Everybody has different body shapes. We are all built very differently. Yep. It's a good thing. It would be really boring if we all looked alike. Be. I know. <laughs> Extremely boring. Honestly, nothing trumps 
health. Yeah. Internal bleeding out into the external, like Mm -hmm. confidence wise, like when you have good health and you take care of yourself and you know who you are as a person, I think that's where it starts. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. you radiate confidence. And when you radiate confidence, it doesn't matter if you've got the biggest boobs or the smallest boobs on the block. It doesn't matter if your hair is as good as the next girl. When you radiate that confidence, it shows to people and people love you for who you are um, and think you're beautiful for who you are. So that's the, that's, First and foremost, you have to have that internal confidence with yourself because I do feel like that's the biggest reason people get implants first and foremost is that confidence thing and I actually became not so confident my self-esteem took a back seat when all this health stuff started happening and my breast implants were working against me I I just wanted them out I felt like hidden invaders like I said little foreign invaders were in me and that I just I couldn't even be myself right when I had them in that's what I was gonna say like your confidence level also comes with from feeling good and if you don't feel good you're not gonna execute the confidence that you want to in the first place so yeah that's good Yeah, that's first and foremost. But again, just doing your research, asking all the questions. If you're going to go into a consult with a plastic surgeon, know going in what can happen because you've already done your research and you've already talked to people and you've already done it all and question them, Mm -hmm. question them. Yeah, That's when they're put on the spot. It's, I mean, if they lie to you, that's pretty, that's pretty awful. But most of them nowadays know, know what breast implant illness is. It's a big thing. They know that the FDA has come out with certain cancers and things like that they are going to have to tell you yes that's a risk yeah. uh, if you ask but they're not going to tell you unless you ask they're not mm. they're not going to just put information neg- yeah they're not going to put the cons out on the table for you yeah. you know what i mean so those would be my two biggest pieces of advice is first know who you are and like love who you are take care of yourself your mm-hmm. health everything yeah. like that from the inside out and value that health going into looking yeah. into things like that because it can very much work against you and work against your health I feel like you're going to be on board with this, but how would you feel about recommending to someone maybe try therapy before actually diving into this big of a decision to work Mm -hmm. on your self-confidence and stuff and like make sure that actually the path you want to go down. Absolutely. Right. So I'm all about therapy. Oh for yeah, like, we are too. We like love therapy here. For everybody. Like yeah, literally anyone. anybody and everybody needs therapy. I feel like just to talk to a third party and, and yeah. you know, be able to express yourself and, mm-hmm. and is always a great thing. That is, that wouldn't hurt at all. I would say that's a great idea before you go to, to make this big change mm-hmm. in life yeah. decision. Cause it is, it's a really big decision and you do have to spend the money to get them redone every 10 years. And yep. they are now saying, Saying, since all this BII stuff has come out, which they weren't saying before, you should be getting an MRI done every two to three years after wow. you get them done. MRIs insurance range from casually five, order an MRI. <laughs> 500 to a thousand dollars. Typically right. insurance usually doesn't just cover like, it for the they won't heck cover of it. a random one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you're having to get MRIs to make sure things are intact every two to three years, because if you don't, there are chances. Why are they telling you that? And then they tell you they don't rupture, yeah. but they're telling you, you need to get an MRI Checked. every two to three years. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. the math's not math. Right. You know what exactly. I mean? So yeah. it's just, it. I'm all about it. Like yeah. do what you can to create a really good space for yourself and, and headspace for yourself and where you're at yeah. before yeah. you go making a big decision like this. And you know what's sad though too? A lot of people do do these things to make like a partner or spouse happy. Uh-huh. When you said that about someone who reached out to you on Instagram, yeah. I didn't even think about it before. Yeah. But I can only imagine what some yeah. women yeah. go through and needing to please their their spouse or yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of people in the BII explant community that they go to express to their husbands 
that they're having all these issues and they really feel like it's their breast implants and their husbands like disown them. People get divorces over it and everything. Wow. I mean, they share their stories all the time on See? the BII page. That's where the problem comes from. And, yeah. it's, and it's because like they they just love them so much. Whereas my husband was fully supportive. All he wanted, yeah. but we he wanted you know, to feel better. We're in this industry right. together and we both understand health very much so. And he loves me for me. I was about to say, he also loves yeah. you for you. Yeah. Right. So, exactly. so, you know, he was all about it. And it's funny because he actually loves my naturals better than yeah. when I Go had Xavier. Him. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. it's, it's, it's hilarious how the tables kind of turned with that. But like, I, I'm like, he supported me the whole way. And so I couldn't even fathom some of these stories that women were saying about mm-hmm. their husbands, like disowning them and not being happy and wanting divorces and oh, things like that. Be, just because of fake boobs. Like I'm yeah. like, yeah, come yeah. on. Also, yeah, I, not to like throw this at anyone specifically listening or anything, but like yeah. if someone's threatening to divorce you over taking your yeah. your boobs out, divorce them. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like you yeah. take the step first. Give that's, it to them. Yeah, please. exactly. Because like yeah. if someone's willing to completely tear apart a life and mm-hmm. a marriage for that, yes, come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, and should you really be with that person? No, like now exactly. you're seeing their true colors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, God, yeah. that's sad. It that's is. So sad. It is. It's disgusting. And all the women on the page were like, "Up, oh, sounds like you do need." a divorce because yeah. that's, yeah. that's not okay. Like, and I know there's probably a lot of people, like a lot more people that don't say it, that experience right, it too. Right. And so right. I'm sorry for anyone that, it's has, sad. has that. It's, it's sad to see, but yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have any other questions? No, I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> okay. Like, wow. I've got some notes written down. I've got the explant documentary, the breast <laughs> implant illness, healing and recovery Facebook page. And then you said there's also a breast implant illness site that I will yes. link all of this in the show notes for anyone listening who's interested. So I did take notes of all that for you guys. So yeah. And there is a PubMed article that's about the history. Yeah, the history. (laughs) It literally tells you the full on history of breast implants. Wow. So you can look it up. But it's funny how like it'll say like things aren't researched enough in it and whatnot. But it'll say things also like, you know, the toxins that make up these implants. That's what's made people sick over the years. And that's why this BII thing has continued. So it kind of contradicts itself. Yeah. in certain areas yeah. and then it tells you like how they became and stuff like that but I'm telling you that explant documentary they do a good it. job of, same. yeah they do a good job of showing you the history of it and you're it's it's just jaw-dropping mind-blowing and then they also show you like some of the first people who ever got implants these old ladies who got implants in uh-huh. there's one lady one lady she was like in her 80s who has never had an issue with it but all the other women have serious issues and they're uh-huh. like older older women now uh-huh. um but they all went through these crazy surgeries when they first came out with implants that were just completely botched <gasps> surgeries. Oh gosh. Yeah. So you you have to watch it. It's, yeah. It's pretty. It's on my to do list yeah. tonight for wow. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. But yeah. Thank well, you guys. Thank yeah, you. Thank for, you so much. No, seriously, I have learned so much because um, this yeah. is just something that I've never dove into because it's not really anything I've ever been interested in. And right. but then whenever I saw you posting about it, I was like, and then the trends on TikTok now, yeah. Yeah. I was like, we need Brittany in here to chat about right. this. So Absolutely. That, like we're all about educating as much as possible so people can make informed decisions right mm-hmm. and I'm so happy you came on and chatted with us today because there's no way we could have gone through all that oh yeah <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah like I don't and even know where to start as much yeah. research as I wanted to do I couldn't have done it yeah if anyone wants to follow me on Instagram yeah. it's underscore b-r-i-t-t-n-e-y fit underscore but I try to post here and there I've been really off with my posting lately but about my explant and once my year hits especially in September I'm going to be making like a big post about everything and how it's been the past yeah. year 
love it. post explant and stuff. So you can follow me. You can ask me questions, yeah. whatever. If you feel like you're going through this, like please reach out because I've talked to so many women. Yeah, I'll link so, your Instagram yeah. in the in the bio as well awesome. on Serena and I's too. So awesome. you guys can just go down there and click that. But yeah, definitely reach out to Brittany. Ask her any questions. Mm-hmm. Even if you feel like... This is maybe something I'm experiencing. Right. This is maybe not. Mm-hmm. Reach out to her. She will, I'm sure she will help talk you through it. And then also the Facebook page and stuff. But we appreciate you coming yes, and doing this you. with us. Thanks, ladies. Awesome. All right, you guys. Well, as always, if you have any questions for any of us, reach out and then rate and review if you would most love to, please. It helps our <laughs> podcast. Other than that, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye, Bye guys. Bye.